From Ben Franklin Studios in Queen Creek, Arizona, it's the Radio 201 Podcast. Hello everybody, welcome to another episode of Radio 201, the podcast from Benjamin Franklin High School. This is your host, Angelo Fernando, and it's a podcast on a very bright and sunny day. It's the 14th of December, 2021. It's the end of the semester, so to speak. This is the week of the finals. Now, last week, my middle school authors, and I'm using air quotes around the word authors here, they wrote, produced, and published more than 100 ebooks. And by that, I mean they have uploaded their final product to the ebook site called Flipsnack. If you're not familiar with Flipsnack, it's a wonderful publishing opportunity. So my students came up with their own titles for these books. They were free to choose any genre, any subject. Of course, they had to clear it with me first. Many opted for fiction, but you'd be surprised, and I was surprised at the variety of nonfiction this year. I'll get to the titles in just a little bit. So as I was saying, I was in for a surprise as to what had been in the blender as soon as I pressed the button five weeks ago. Now let me give you some context about what this ebook assignment is all about. Each semester, my seventh grade students in the computer class take on a capstone project, or that's what I call it, for a way of proving that they understand document formatting, and by that I mean layout and design, fonts and margins, white space, line spacing, and all those nitty-gritty features that we tend to sometimes ignore on the ribbon of Google Docs, Microsoft Word, Google Slides, and PowerPoint. So as proof of concept, I get them to format this 24-page document. Now there are a few guidelines to make this 24-page document into an ebook with regards to margins and bleeds, for example. All this is found on a 24-page template that I provide for them in Google Slides. And in case you're wondering, yes, the whole book is created in Google Slides, which might be as a shock to some of you because it's not really designed for books, but uh, with a few hacks, you can really do that. Now, I've tried using Microsoft Word several semesters ago. I've even tried Google Docs. But I discovered that PowerPoint and Slides are really more flexible applications when it comes to all these formatting features. For example, text boxes and drop caps work really well in Google Slides and PowerPoint, but not so in Microsoft Word and Google Docs because that's not what it's meant for. So in the course of this project, students essentially become storytellers, but they must also do the heavy lifting of research. They have to be copy editors. They have to do some design work. Now, they are shown how to design their book's front and back cover in Canva, which is a separate unit in itself. And then they import these covers as PNG files into the document. Now, speaking of that back cover, there's a whole flurry of activity around this. I get them to create their own logo, for example, and I use a free logo designing app I then get them to design a barcode so that the book actually has a real barcode and that's from a different website. They must solicit at least two book reviews from their peers, which means they've got to read other people's books and others have to read theirs. And these reviews, which are really short sentences, are placed 
are supposed to be placed on the back cover. In addition to that, they have to also write a blurb for the book, something that typically publishers do, but now they have to act like a publisher and think about how to promote their book using a short blurb. And they've got to write a short bio about themselves. <sighs> exactly. You're wondering, that seems like a lot of work. The back cover is a piece of work. But I give them a few days and they have a lot of fun with it, uh, so I notice. Now I'm sure you're thinking this is asking a lot from a seventh grader. At first I thought so too, but as we all know in education, it's not about lowering the bar. That's how it works here in the computer lab for anyone wondering as to why publish an ebook in a computer class. Let me put it this way. Yes, my students are required to learn touch typing and they have to increase their speed and accuracy. We do that every week. But toward the end of the semester, I tell them, half in jest, that they were really tricked into believing they signed up for a computer class in seventh grade, when in fact they walked into a communications class that happened to have computers, not the other way around. And the reality is that whenever you're pitching, you're always talking to someone. Whether it's literally someone in an elevator standing next to you, whether you're pitching your business to Shark Tank, or you're just pitching it to a professor. Or the a rationale I tell them is that the only purpose of learning computers is to help us communicate better. Whether it is learning to code, learning to make stunning presentations, uh, manipulating images in Photoshop, designing a website, or simply writing term papers or professional reports. The goal really is to communicate. Either you're communicating with a teacher, you're communicating with a small audience, a large audience, a massive uh, online audience, you might have an, audi uh, an audience of customers, and so on. So the ebook, the purpose of the ebook is really to pull together several of these core communication skills. Now to get back to the book titles I talked about. At the outset, when I told students that the book involves five chapters, I typically hear a few groans. That's normal because five chapters seems like a lot. But very soon, once they get a sense of what the template involves, I begin to see things changing. I begin to see the story growing and the sentences are inchworming across the paragraphs and all of a sudden I get questions like, is it okay to add a chapter or can I add an extra page? It's funny how they want that bar to be raised and they kind of almost seek permission for that. As for the stories, well, let's get to that now. Here are a few of those titles that I handpicked. And remember, there are a hundred, I just picked a few. Now, apart from the usual zombie invasion, the horror, and a few of stories about dragons and cute animals, this year I've seen an explosion in creativity of a different sort. This is something I wrote about, by the way, in an article on Medium titled Start a Little Library. Side effects may vary. So this semester there's a book set in an escape room by Lena Valera. There's a trippy alien mystery called The Last Drop by Kaika Lund. And uh, it's not about blood, by the way. There's another intriguing book called Ciphers by Michael Smith, and it's really pretty techy. There's a book called Beautiful Artwork by Marley Sanders, which is a really aesthetically produced book. Beautiful, yeah. There's a book titled Interstellar by Ben, and it's not that interstellar. It deals with the thermosphere and brain world theory. I actually had to look up that term. I was surprised to see one student's work was on the 1692 witch trials. Now this has a surprise angle to it. 
The author, Evelyn Ball, recounts the story of one of her ancestors who was caught up in the trials in Salem. That seems like a good read. And if this seems like an endless buffet table, there is this delightful book by Shaila Nicola set in London. It's based on an urban legend of one spring-heeled Jack. Go check it out. So as you can see, it's really a fire hose of creativity and I've just scratched the surface. I sometimes think I'm so fortunate to be able to tap into it in a computer lab of all places. Because this, after all, has been a really roller coaster of a semester for me. It's different from last year, but happily, we didn't have any shutdowns. I hope you like this show, and especially if you're a student. I hope this gives you a better idea of what goes on in a computer lab at Benjamin Franklin High School. By the way, if you like to see these books, please log into my class website at Benjamin Franklin High School, bfcsaz.com, if you want the URL. And one last thing. On Friday, the 17th, December, we teachers have been encouraged to teach what's called a masterclass, since there are no exams that day. Since I do not cover podcasts in my class, I thought I'd like to do five short live podcasts with a twist. I'm going to get the students to host those shows. I haven't told them, but I'm going to get some surprise guests as well. Now, I'm not sure how this will go, but as I often remind them, this is a lab, and if we cannot conduct experiments here, where else can we do that, right? Thanks again for listening. I'm your host, Angelo Fernando, signing off. Until next time. Thank you for listening to Radio 201. You can find more of these podcasts on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.